Hello, everybody. Jace coming to you live from San Diego Comic Con 2023. Once again, I'm here with a couple of veteran creators uh, and, and partners in life, which we're going to get to. Uh, Joanne Starr, Kari Randolph, here to talk a little bit about Boom's series. First issue just dropped, Sirens in the City. Uh, it's amazing. It's awesome. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go to you, Joanne, and give our listeners an elevator pitch. How do you, uh, how do you sell the book to somebody who's asking? Uh, it's about a 16-year-old girl who is pregnant with a supernatural child that has powers beyond imagining, and she does not want this baby. Uh, so she runs away to the streets of 1980s uh, New York City uh, and is unaware that every creature in the city wants to get their hands on her and her baby. Uh, so now she basically has to fight through monsters uh, in order to get an abortion. <laughs> yeah, it, just just like real life. <laughs> yeah, an amazing start. And uh, the city itself is a character. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, but what I found interesting, the choice that you made in the first issue, she doesn't even know. It's a mystery to her, yes. these powers. And it's kind of scary. Uh, and just being that age and, and growing up and the evolution of character, discovering who you are. She has that added part. Was that something originally as you were conceptualizing that you wanted to explore? Yeah, it was, you know, it's a lot like puberty. Um, I mean, she's a little older than the onset of puberty, but that you're, you're at that age where your life is changing, your body's changing, everything is weird and scary. And so having her both going through this pregnancy and these powers that she doesn't understand is just... It's so overwhelming and terrifying, and having to just experience all of this, she's so lost, um, and that just heightens everything that's happening. And she, all she wants through this journey is to just go back to being herself. Um, so that's really, you know, something I wanted to to look at what it's like to try and, you know, is she. Is she going to give it all up? Is she going to try and embrace her power? What it's, it's sort of almost like what it's like to become a woman and grow into yourself. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. Uh, and Kari, in, in terms of visual style, I don't know, you're getting into this weird space of like urban magic, things you've done like excellence, uh, where the magic's depicted kind of more tribal. This is like way more organic. Yeah. The other thing is black and white with just splashes of color, very impactful. So can you talk a little bit about developing... Um, the overall look and tone of the book, um, bouncing back and forth with Joanna, deciding uh, how it was going to come across. Yeah, um, when we first started developing this book, I really was, I mean, I'd done two years of excellence, and that book was very colorful, it was poppy, like, it was very clean artistically, mm -hmm. and I was, I was like, I want to do the exact opposite of that. So um, I was like, I want to go with a much simpler look um, to fit the vibe of the story we were trying to tell. Um, I'm one of those artists that, this is probably not the smartest way to move, but like I switch styles every book I work on <laughs> just because I need to keep myself interested. Right. And so I knew that when we were going to tell this kind of story that has some darker themes to it and the vibe needed to match that. And so I wanted to go purely black and white purely stark uh, just dirty and grungy a lot of texture but I still wanted to make sure that there was emotion to it because Joanne's writing has a lot of emotion and heart and so I feel like the color kind of helps that so when there's a particular 
vibe that I want to give to the emotion, whether it's anger or sadness, the, the color really emphasizes that. Um, and also, you know, it's such a real world setting that when the stuff starts to ramp up and it gets, you know, otherworldly, all of a sudden the color's right there in your face. Yeah, you. Uh, we mentioned the the city itself as a character, mm-hmm. and certainly design, which has got to be fun to go back and like pull from hip hop culture in the '80s when it was really just kicking off with the uh, sweatsuits and you know Adidas sweatsuits and all that sort of thing. So I know you're from New York uh, originally, Joanna. So uh, uh, what was that? Cho- like, was that again something you had in mind, like right from the start? This is where I want to set it in the, the kind of the weirdness of '80s New York. Yeah, um, he had always wanted to do something set in New York. And uh, we decided on the 80s because he was originally talking about doing something dystopian. And I said, well, everybody does something dystopian. Uh, the 80s in New York was also dystopian. Let's do that. And then it kind of just made sense that, you know, in 80s New York, and probably just in New York in general, any supernatural creature could just hide in plain sight. Um, a lot of these kind of stories are usually set in, like, New Orleans, uh, but why not New York? Anybody could walk down the street <laughs> in New York and not get a second look. So if you want to have vampires and sirens and anybody, you know, just running around doing their business, it's the perfect place. One of my favorite songs to listen to when I'm drawing this book is The Freaks Come Out at Night because <laughs> oh, nice. it just perfectly encapsulates what sirens is. Now, are you going back and looking at actual reference from the 80s, or are you familiar enough with the look and the culture to just... I, I, I mean, I was I was there in the 80s. I was alive, but I wasn't in New York necessarily. I would visit New York, but I wasn't there like Joanne was. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I use a ton of reference for this book. Probably too much, because it does not help my deadlines <laughs> at all, how much reference I use. But it's very important to me that, as we said... New York is a character, and I want to make sure that I get it right so that when people who are there see it, they feel like it's authentic. All right, let's. Uh, I mentioned at the top that you, you guys are partners, uh, and so, you know, not just in the book, but in life. So, when it comes to the creative process and deciding things like character design or overall tone of the book, does there ever come a point where you guys don't find a middle ground and you're just like, ah, you know what, I, I'm going to stick to my guns, got to walk away and come back at it? with a fresh perspective later? I don't think it's ever happened that we've disagreed to that point. Um, usually we we sit there and we, we look at something and we, we talk it through until we figure it out. You know, there was, I think the, the most difficult situation we ever had was there was a scene that shows the, the moment of conception uh, where... Uh, Layla and her boyfriend at the time are are having sex and there is a a sort of an orgasm <laughs> moment uh, and he was uncomfortable <laughs> drawing a 16 year old girl in the throes of passion and I, I said I, can, yeah, I get where you're coming yeah. from it's, it's a little weird yeah but I, I was like she's allowed to have pleasure on her face women are allowed to experience sexual pleasure (laughs) like that's important um but he was just uncomfortable and i was like i respect 
that that's not you know something you're comfortable drawing that's fine I'm not going to push the issue um, you know and that's sort of how we work yeah we, we don't get in real arguments it's always a I think the great thing about the book honestly is the fact that me and Joanne are actually from like two completely different worlds but we come together on the middle ground on a lot of stuff and I think that push and pull from our separate experiences really makes everything gel quite well um like we we I, there was another thing when we were designing Layla yeah um when I first drew her I have this comic book mentality that says every woman you draw should be hot it's just it's just been ingrained in me since the time I started reading comics so I drew her a little too sexual yeah. and Joanne was just like look bro she's <laughs> she's a 16 year old girl she's 16 she's scared she has to be a little vulnerable like she can't be looking just like fierce and sexy all the yeah. time so so it was one of those things where it was like that that design of Layla is such a melding of our two worlds like it has to be this but it has to be that and make it work and come in the middle and, and that was how she happened. Yeah. yeah, so really, we're talking about she's filling in your weaknesses and, and vice versa. Yeah. You're really complimenting each other. We really collaborate on pretty much everything since the very beginning of this book. Uh, yeah. Probably, I would say this is the most collaborative work that I've ever done. Uh, usually, when I'm on a book, the writer submits script, comes to me, I do my thing, close out the door. With this, I'm, you know, she asked my opinion on things, I throw in things here and there. When I draw pages, I show her every page before even the editor sees it. I'm like, does this work for you? Does, is this weak? What do we need to change? Like, we really check with each other all the time, which is easy, because usually I'm at my desk, she's right. on the couch. <laughs> and I have a so. lot of opinions. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on character designs. <laughs> But it works. I think that's what makes it such a strong book. So. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, just the fact that, yeah, your writer's right there. She, she needs help breaking story, you know. You've been yeah. doing this long enough. You understand story beats. You understand, you know, pacing and, and that sort of thing. So uh, first con, big con, obviously, <clears throat> since the book came out. It only came out uh, July 12th. So how, how have people been talking about it? Have they been receptive? They've been coming up and being, like, oh, this thing blew me away. Yeah, I mean, I was actually surprised because I, I was like, I didn't know if there was enough time for people to have read the book and right. responded to it. But yeah, there was, people have been so nice. <laughs> it's, we've been having people, you know, come up for the signings and just so excited and it's been really lovely. Yeah, it's, it's especially incredible to me because I did not know if this book was even marketable. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, the way we just, like, Usually, when I work on a book, I'm thinking about what's the market that this is going to appeal to. And really, this book was like, what do we want to see? Yeah. There was no market in mind. We were just like, we're going to put it out here, hope it works. Who knows? We did this for us. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> we didn't think anyone would publish it. <laughs> Shouts well, to yeah, Boom. It, it was Substack first. Yeah, right? we did it online, yeah. and we were just like... What can we get away with since we're doing it online? We're just going to put anything we want to do into this book. And I guess that's really the lesson is just follow your instincts, follow your passion, and people will come. 
Yeah, well, the other great thing about it, and I wanted wanted to be sure to mention this for all our listeners, 33 pages. I mean, this is longer, you know, a third yeah. longer than, than a total book. Yeah, more work for you, right? <laughs> He's suffering. But, but the, the other part of it is it gave you room in that first issue to really start focused on, like for the first third, focused on yeah. Layla. And then it immediately starts to expand with all the mythology and the yeah. sirens. And yeah, it, I mean, just fantastic. Oh yeah, and there's a lot more characters coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, each each issue is is maxi, like 25, 28 pages. Like we really put a lot into every issue, yeah. so it's it is uh, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Fantastic. Well, uh, next issue will be out next month. Of course, we'll be reviewing it on the podcast. Everybody, uh, remind everybody where they can find you online, follow your work. It's GlassEyeComics.com. Yeah, and I mean. We're on every social media. Yes, yeah, just, just our names are on our social medias. And you love interacting with the fans. That's why you're here. Yeah. That's, that's a funny part. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Sunday. But yes, we honestly do. This is we the do. first convention we've done since 2020. Yeah. So it's just getting back to this whole thing has been overwhelming but in like the best way possible yeah come visit us online <laughs> yeah well it reminds you why you're doing what you're doing you're not just putting it out in the void and the yeah. reception obviously helps yeah. energize you so absolutely uh, well great fantastic talking to you too uh, look forward to more of the book thank you thank you you can find the comic source podcast on spotify apple podcast stitcher google play or whichever podcasting app you prefer please tell all your friends about us subscribe and rate us the readings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.